everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us today, show number two for 2020. And three. Three, actually. Three, it's gone quick, three, hasn't it? Yeah. Lyle Welshy. Very good day, Tony. Don't talk over me when I'm very good aying, please. Oh, sorry, apologies. Go again. Very good day, Tony. And a very good day to you too, Welshy. Lyle. How you going, mate? Doing well? Good. I'm um, not. Why? What's wrong? It's been a tough week for me. Is that because oh, I took your Toby? girlfriend out for oh, dinner big, on Friday night? Well, that didn't help, but... Okay. Um, it was a strange weekend because I'm a big Lakers fan, so yeah. waking up and my the first thing I saw when I opened my eyes was that Kobe Bryant had passed away. And Kobe means a lot to me. He's won me five titles and given me a lot of joy. He's frustrated me the last four years of his career. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was really tough and then watching the Royal Rumble to try and cheer myself up and then Edge comes out and at least that was a good way of making people feel good for a little bit but it was mm. a tough day yeah Kobe you tra- someone that transcends all sports obviously and you know he had a lot more to, to give after basketball had finished for him as we well he started and- a school specifically for women's basketball yeah. and he was a big supporter of the WNBA and had four daughters so mm. um, I guess he was you know forced to, he wants to, he wants his daughters to be able to achieve what he achieved so. I didn't actually realise and he was fairly polarising out there there was I, I thought the world loved Kobe Bryant as a basketballer but there was a lot of people that didn't um, I think you get that when you're at that level like LeBron people, has yeah, his haters yeah, and look, stuff I think like that. I, the people that hated him hated him because he beat them. Yeah, and and he was the most competitive. Can, yeah, super like, competitive. Um, so I mean, there was also. I mean, he did wear a fair bit of that blame about Shaq leaving, didn't he? Oh no, no. Lake, Lakers fans take Kobe. Yeah, so okay. Kobe won uh, three times after Shaq left. Yeah, yeah. Shaq only won once after he left. So. And and even Shaq said that he was immature at the time and stuff like that, where he. Kobe yeah. was a kid. And, yeah. And you talk about Kobe transcending not just basketball, but going into other sports, and that's exactly what he did. We've seen two massive uh, outpourings from tennis players in the last couple of days. Rafael Nadal, who got to know Kobe through his mate Paul Gasol, and then also Novak Djokovic said that he Kobe was very much a mentor. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is just... And then even, even our own Nick Kyrgios um, yes, is a huge, he like, yeah, he's a huge basketball fan, and the day before Kobe passed, he was warming up in a Lakers shirt. So then the next day he wore his Kobe shirt out. Yeah. yeah. I, know I know we're actually having a tribute uh, at the Aces semi-final tomorrow to Kobe Bryant. Yes. Uh, part of our semi-final against Hawkins. Yeah, I think so. he would have touched... Like, I'm not a big basketball <clears throat> fan. Like, like I, I said, he transcends just the major sport. Um, you know, like you said, you had the Royal Rumble to um, help cheer you up. WWE... Um, Put the tribute out to him before the show and stuff like that. So. I read a stat today. It was um, he scored more points in individually in the, the number eight and the number twenty four than what fifteen Hall of Famers have scored total. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. how good he was. Yeah, well, of course he was number three on the total list until he was passed by LeBron James uh, the day before day he passed, passed away. Yeah. Which was yeah, his last ever tweet was putting LeBron over. Yeah, which yeah. was amazing. Hey, uh, we should mention last week's interview with Robbie Eagles. Fantastic response to that interview. He was uh, so open and it was uh, great to hear. Yeah, Robbie's the best. Yeah. That, that, that story that he was... About you know, the work, yeah. Yeah, you know, 
timing timing is everything sometimes in in life and you know him betting on himself and having the support of his wife to do so yeah it was an amazing story and thank him for uh, sharing it yeah i feel like uh, he told a few stories that people wouldn't have heard before so if you haven't heard last week's episode i definitely would suggest uh, not so much for us but for the robbie um chat to go back and have a listen yeah for sure all right time to move on to tonight's guest and we say a very good day to we say happy happy nikki van, van blair day it is nikki van blair good day to you thank you Congra- thank- congratulations uh, another year older why do you have to say it like that for? <laughs> well, because he's old. Yeah, because I am old. <laughs> Wait until you catch up to me. Okay, I will <laughs> allow that. That's not how birthdays work, Tony. What's um, thanks for taking some time out on the most important day of the year to join us. Oh my gosh, you're more than welcome. Um, let's get stuck straight into this. And I want to talk about the Air Fryer Appreciation Society, which you have started on Twitter, and I'm an inaugural yeah. member. Um, how good is the air fryer, air fryer? Okay, so, like, honestly, my air fryer is, like, the greatest device that I actually own over my hair straightener, hair dryer, even my own damn phone. I, like, there are no words to describe how good the air fryer is. And honestly, like, so... The, there's the Loop Boy gang in Queensland, and they're a bunch of wrestlers who appreciate donuts. Um, but they pale in comparison to the Air Fryer Appreciation Society, also known as the AFAS. Yes, uh, hashtag AFAS, AFAS. Um, exactly. I am a proud member. What is what is the, your favourite thing to uh, put in the air fryer? This is going to sound completely lame because I know there are, like, air fryer recipe groups out there, but I literally just fry, like, vegetarian sausage rolls and hot chips in there, and that's basically it. You've got Tony salivating. Yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting back enjoying this. Yeah, I'm all about the spring rolls, uh, guilt-free spring rolls. Guilt-free spring rolls, exactly. No deep frying, no oil, just bloody air. Um, I mean, you can cheat and put a little sprinkle of canola in there and it crisps it up even. Oh, my gosh, no, don't you dare. That <laughs> defeats the purpose of an air fryer. Um, I, I've been told that you can do that. Oh, I haven't actually done okay. that yet. So oh, my, okay. pre- my preferred fried food are dim sims. I just absolutely adore yes. dim sims. How do they come out of the air fryer? I haven't put them in yet, personally. Like, neither have I, but I'm sure they're great. Everything mm, is a great. thousand I'll times I'll be the better. judge of that. We've uh, we've okay. done pork belly in there. It was amazing. Okay, I'm telling you, the air fryer is the way to go. Lol, you just bought one, haven't you? Uh, I received one for Christmas and finally used it last night for the first time. Is that the best oh Christmas God, present you've ever exciting. had? Uh, I'm thinking about it. It'd go close, actually. I had some uh, wonderful uh, sweet potato fries last night and some spring rolls, which sort of we we're just uh, testing it out, and they came up a treat. Um, Really looking forward to getting into some dumplings, and I might make Tony some dim sims. Excellent. Look forward to those. Look forward. <laughs> Can we get on to the topic that we actually are meant to be talking to Nikki about? That's no, wrestling? It's, it's or a we... bit rich coming from you, but yes, we can. Wrestling. We don't have to talk about wrestling all the time. We don't have to talk about wrestling. We continue talking about air fryers. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a specific brand then, Nikki, that I should be looking at? Is there a better brand than others? Oh, like 
Unless it's a designer brand. I have no idea about brand names. <laughs> I just got a pretty white one. Yeah, I got um, a black one. I don't know what brand it is either. Yeah, exactly. It's unimportant, as long as it does the job. I've heard the one at exactly. Kmart's fine. All right, so let's talk about wrestling, because that's why we've got Nikki on. <laughs> well, I've just got Nikki on because I feel like Nikki's one of the most entertaining people in Australian wrestling, and... Nikki Van Buren right. the topic is an, is enough, but you can ask a wrestling question, sure. Well, I was yeah, just, go for it. I was just going to ask. Uh, and, and I've never actually seen you wrestle before, so that's why I wanted to get into the wrestling side of it, so I could understand a bit more about uh, Nikki's wrestling. Mm. Sydney scene uh, blooming at the moment, isn't it? It's just really on fire. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, do you want me to expand on that? Oh, so sorry. <laughs> it's always the preferred option, but um, <laughs> wrestle, like companies like Wrestling Go and um, Future Wrestling, they look like uh, from a distance. Like being inside the room is a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I always say that. Like the what happens backstage is way more entertaining than what <laughs> happens in the ring, and I probably can't delve too much into that, but like. SWA especially, um, backstage at those shows is always so much fun. And, and it's just, it's like, it's a super positive vibe and everyone's like really good to be around. So I'm very fortunate that I'm in the wrestling biz now as opposed to, I guess, like five years ago. Yeah, and I feel like the rise in um, the entertainment aspect of wrestling as opposed to just headlocks and stomps um, plays right into what you do in the ring. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Watching someone who's just a great wrestler but is boring is batshit. Like, I don't want to watch that. No offence. Now, when you first got into wrestling and wrestling training, did you want to hold back uh, your natural character and or did it, it didn't take that long to just let the let your personality take over your character? Oh, hell no. I was 110% myself as soon as I started training. Like, I remember I walked in to my first training session and I had a top that said wifey on it. And I had it tied up and I had blue and pink hair at the time. And I was like, hey guys, I'm Nikki. I'm here to train. Didn't hold back whatsoever. And my thought process was, if they don't like me, that's their own damn fault. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's a, it's an inner strength that um, many people wouldn't have had 15, 20 years ago, like the bravery to walk into a, a wrestling school. Um, but uh, definitely you and there's a, a number of wrestlers in Sydney that have broken down a, a lot of barriers um, for people who, mm. who aren't straight. Yeah, and we're like, we're very proud to do it as well. Um, like you said, um, LGBT wrestling would have been so accepted like 5, 10, 15 years ago. But now because people are educating themselves and they're not as ignorant. Um, they're really embracing us and like queer wrestling is taking off not only in Australia, but like all over the world. Yeah. To see shows, uh, popping up, um, overseas, especially like, um, there's the, the big gay brunch WrestleMania weekend. Um, is that, that kind of thing must actually fill you with pride. Oh yeah, it definitely does. And like, I'm, I'm fairly close with Effie, so I'm super proud of what he's doing with the Big Day Brunch, and I hope his show goes swimmingly well. Now, is the um, 
is the wrestling fan side of it, are you met with a lot of resistance or negativity or have we grown as a, a community to, to accept everyone? Like 99% of the wrestling fan community have been like super welcoming and super awesome. Um, there is that 1% that, like, for lack of a better term, are uneducated and need to go read a damn book. Um, but, like, again, yeah, I'm not going to focus on the 1% when there is that 99% that are, like, super stunning. So, And at the end of the day, that 1% are missing out because... Yeah, exactly. They're not getting into the fun and enjoying differences, whether it be race, sexuality, gender, whatever. Um, wrestling sort of amazing and the differences is what makes it so good yeah exactly like it's 110 percent their fault and like i feel sorry for them honestly but you know whatever that's that's their beers intergender wrestling is really starting to to grow and that that's happening do you think we'll see a time in the near future if not maybe the 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 way future that we will see women holding heavyweight titles uh, but I mean, uh, you know, right across the board, there won't be a stigma about that. It'll just be wrestler versus wrestler, not male wrestler versus female wrestler. Like, I think, like, that will happen fairly soon. Like, there's been that news that um, the NXT women's title is just called the NXT title, which I think is, like, a good step in the right direction. But also you have um, Tessa Blanchard, who won the Impact Heavyweight Championship, which was, like, groundbreaking regardless of what's going on. So I thought that was amazing. And, like, I love intergender wrestling because it tells such a great story. And it's not always, um, like, the guy's super scary and the girl needs to run away. Um, I wrestled Jessica Troy, and the story we told was I was scared of her because, let's be honest, I am. <laughs> I, don't want her to, I don't want her to take my arm because I need that to hold my damn shopping. So <laughs> Yeah, so she's got a number of arms. Um and yeah, she's not taking mine, sorry. <laughs> uh, now, we we haven't seen much of you in Melbourne yet, which is something I'm hoping changes really quickly, but we did have the opportunity to see you wrestle at MCW's Girls Show, the last one of of last year, um, mm-hmm. unannounced. And um, I know a number of people in the crowd were really excited that they hadn't got to see you wrestle before and that you were someone that they'd always wanted to see. How does that kind of feedback make you feel? Oh, it's super, like, I don't know. I hate the word surreal because everyone uses it in interviews like this. But it was, I don't know, like, surprising because I just don't understand how big my reach is until I, like, meet people from Melbourne or, like, from other states and they're like, oh, my gosh, I love you. I'm like, but how? You haven't seen me before. But I guess that's, like, my reach on social media and all of that. And it's, like, super flattering, and I love everyone that goes out of their way to tell me that I'm an influence to them or they're a fan. Like, it's awesome. I think a lot of it's to do with the fact that you are um, always... It comes across as you're always yourself. You're entertaining and you're unique. Um, and it's it's not something we have a lot of down here is um, the flamboyant wrestling um, big personality. We don't have it, and... Um, I think we're a little bit jealous that you don't wrestle here more. Oh, well, like, honestly, just let your your promotions know and I'll be happy to come down and wrestle for them because also, just another side tip, 
um, Melbourne has the only Victoria's Secret store that holds clothing. So any chance to go see that and wrestle, two birds, one stone. So yeah, everybody, uh, tag your favourite promotions. We know they love that. Um, exactly. So I can <laughs> come and shop at that Victoria's Secret store. But your match that night against Xena, who I know is a good friend of yours, was mm. um, was actually fantastic. You two Thank you. told a really good story, but you also beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. So, like, Xena is, like, one of my best friends in wrestling. And I always think that you have better matches than you hit harder if you really love the person. Um, so that's what we did. We just beat the absolute tar out of each other, and I couldn't be prouder. Like, that is my favourite match in my career thus far. I'm looking at one of the stables that you're involved with, uh, Debauchery, and I know the Ricky South character. We saw him up in Sydney uh, at the end of last year. I haven't actually seen Parker Thomas or Sam Osborne, but I'm sort of getting a bit of a feeling that the four of you together would be a fairly fun crew. Oh, we're, we're going through a bit of a, like, a, a, a mini breakup at the moment. I'm sure we'll get back together. Yeah, exactly. But I'm forcing them to stay together regardless of whether they <laughs> like it or not. Um, but we are super fun because we all have very different personalities and put together on paper, you would think it doesn't work. But all four of us bounce off each other so well that, like, you know, Debauchery won Stable of the Year for FWA. We won so many other awards um, for 2019 because, honestly, we're unstoppable. And uh, you've got a relationship with one of our favourite wrestlers down here, Aisha. Um, oh, you two became yeah. best friends in a single night, I've been told. Yeah, so not that I'm superficial, but, like, I <laughs> low-key am. Um, I saw her on Twitter and I was like, oh my god, this bitch is so hot. And then she came up for the Wrestling Go Girls show and as soon as I met her, she was like, oh, hello, I'm Aisha. And I was like, oh my god, I fucking love you. You're so hot and you're even prettier in person. And then we just became best friends. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure it would be a different result if I said exactly the same thing, but you'd be on a list, yeah, Tony. Yeah, it would be exactly, I'd be in the watch list. <laughs> but I feel as if I can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you two uh, would like to form a tag team, I've seen online. Yeah. So it's super funny how it came along. So our tag team name is The Nasty Girls because we bonded over the fact that we both loved um, Layla from WWE's theme song, Nasty Girls. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my gosh, I love that song. And then it was, oh, let's create a tag team now. <laughs> Hopefully those Melbourne promotions are listening again. It'd be very yeah, interesting. Well, nine out of girl. ten Melbourne promotions listen to the show. Nine out of ten. Y'all don't even know what you're missing out on. Which the one nasty misses? Girls. Which, Which one, one doesn't listen? They know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know if there is there any update on the booking of the black pleather cat suit on a pole match with Edith Knight. Look, we've discussed it in detail. I am going to Perth hopefully in April, but also October. Um, so if anyone wants to book the black pleather katsu because we don't endorse animal cruelty on a pole match, I'd be more than happy to take it and also beat her. Well, we'll, um, we'll have a word to Davis Storm on the weekend and, uh, yes. and push your barrow. Oh, that's, that's my uncle, Uncle Davis. He loves me. Oh, we all, yeah, everyone loves We Davis. all love Dave. We've all got a crush on Davis. Yeah, he's, he's super handsome. It's unfair. 
and doesn't age either. He gets younger. Honestly. <laughs> the grandfather Honestly, of wrestling. Yeah. Now, um, you told me not to mention this, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's always Go ahead. Start. Hurry up. I Do believe it. that you, you had the worst date in the history of dates. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Like, in the grand scheme of things, it was, like, you know, terrible, but it wasn't the worst. Tell us the story and we'll be the judge it, of that. It reads bad. I mean, I've had, I've had pretty bad dates where the girl doesn't turn up, but this is worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as a disclaimer, I need to put out that this was an accident and I didn't do it on purpose. But, so let's say for the topic, um, his name is James. So I went to James's house and we had wine and... Wine and cheese. So and far, like so it was, good. It was going fine. Um, and then after said wine and cheese, he's like, let's put on a movie. So he gives me the remote. So really, it's his fault. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, so he gives me the remote and he's like, pick a movie. So I'm going through the movie channels. Oh, wait, sorry. Before that, I need to mention, while we're eating wine and cheese, he says, oh, today is the one-year anniversary of my mum passing away. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. Where do you go from there? It, it gets worse. <laughs> so, so he tells me that, and I'm like thinking, oh, that's pretty heavy to mention on a first date, but whatever. So I was like, I'm so sorry to hear that, you know, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, gives me the remote, says pick a movie. I'm going through, like, the movie channels, and I see Rugrats in Paris is on, and, like, I love Rugrats. So I was like, ooh, let's put this up. So put on Rugrats in Paris. It's at the beginning of the movie. And so if you haven't watched Rugrats in Paris, basically the entire movie is based on Chucky trying to find a new mum because his is dead. <laughs> Stop laughing. I am so traumatized. <laughs> so, I did, so I didn't realise how bad of a decision this was until there's this sad scene, which I put on my Twitter page, where Chucky is on the plane and... <laughs> There's this song playing in the background saying, I want a mum that will last forever. Oh. <laughs> and, then, and then he's looking out the window and then there's this cloud forming in the shape of his mother. Oh. And I just sat there and I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah, so it's a, I, it's a funny story when you tell it, when he tells a story to his friends. It's, much, <laughs> it's got a much different tone to it. Oh my gosh, how traumatising. And like, because I, so I was sitting next to him and I just was frozen in fear and I didn't want to look at him. So I was like, oh my gosh, what if he's crying? I don't want to console him. What do I say? Oh, sorry for putting the worst movie on ever. So I just... <laughs> and then, I'm in shock. <laughs> and then the only thing that could have made it worse was if I blatantly changed the channel. <laughs> You're stuck there, aren't you? Yes. So I literally just let the movie play and watched it in horror as this poor kid is like, I can't believe my mum died. Surely the next line from you is, I can't believe it's that time. I'm going to get up for work early in the morning. Um, yeah, so that's how that date went. Um, Was there a second date? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was... <laughs> There was it. Um, and I do wish James the best in his life. Yeah, well, that's 
that's a tough. Yeah, it's tough very tough, tough to beat. beat. Yeah, it's very tough. I'm, to beat. I, I'm still traumatized, and this happened like six years ago, and I still cannot get over it. We'd love our listeners out there to uh, jump on our social media and give us your worst date. Well, they could go anywhere. See if, you, see if you can beat Nikki's. See if you can beat the fact that I made a man watch a movie about a kid with a dead mum on the one year anniversary of his mum dying. Is it true that was not the first time you made a man cry? <sighs> like, look, it's definitely not, <laughs> but you, you have to know that I'm quite high maintenance and a bit superficial. So making a man cry is all in a day's work for yeah. me. Now we uh, we just watched the Royal Rumble on Monday. Um, mm. Any personal highlights or surprises in the uh, women's version for yourself? I actually popped when Kelly Kelly came out. Like, y'all know I'm a big diva fan and I myself am a diva and proud of it. So when her song played, I actually lost my mind and died when she walked out with her beautiful balayage blonde hair. Oh, wasn't that like the best moment of the Rumble for you guys? Um, not quite, but it was a good moment. Um, you take that back because it absolutely <laughs> was. No, you see, I think maybe our equivalent might have been watching Edge come out in the men's Rumble. <laughs> like, Edge returning was great, but Kelly, Kelly, you guys, come on. Your favourite wrestler's husband went okay as well. Oh my gosh, isn't he great? Like, when he gets to play the like the happy, playful side of himself, he's honestly like my favourite thing. Good old hashtag Sable's husband. <laughs> How did you feel about his dance moves when MVP was coming out? Oh my gosh, stunning. Absolutely stunning. I have never been more proud of Sable's husband. Can you imagine what their first dance was like at the wedding? <laughs> Probably uncoordinated as dance, <laughs> but I'm sure Sable would have led him on the dance floor. Now, I know that uh, there's a time you were trying to impress Robbie Eagles by telling him that you'd watched New Japan Pro Wrestling for the first time. Did you want to <sighs> run us through that? Okay. <laughs> so, I can't, I can't remember who was in the conversation. I think it was AJ. Um, AJ and I were talking to Robbie. Um, and, like, okay, so I've never watched New Japan before. Um, don't shame me for that if you're listening. But I've never watched New Japan, um, and I had watched it briefly for the first time previously. So I mentioned it to Robbie. I'm like, hey, you know, I watched New Japan the other day in an attempt to impress him. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, what was your favorite part? No, sorry. He said, who was your favorite wrestler? And I was like, um, Brandy Rose. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he, like, there was a look of confusion on his face, and I couldn't tell if he was disappointed or just gobsmacked that I would say that so brazenly. Um, but you tell me, you tell me that Brandy Rose's outfit was not the highlight of that entire pay-per-view. I don't know which pay-per-view it was, but uh, it wouldn't really matter, I guess. She does wear some pretty good outfits. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, absolutely stunning. And she looked amazing. Highlight of New Japan. <laughs> Anyways, Robbie was super not impressed with that. Well, but, really, I mean, he shouldn't have been surprised. It's pretty much on brand for you. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why he was surprised, but it's all fine now because Robbie loves me. I wish we had been talking to Robbie next week instead of last week. That would have been handy to know. 
<laughs> he also got super cranky when I said Tori Wilson invented wrestling, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, um, and there's a Travis Banks story, I believe. Okay, so as a brief summary, NXT UK wrestler Travis Banks could have potentially died while under my watch. But luckily he isn't, and he's gone on to do amazing matches. So, while... (laughs) Oh, I sound so dumb saying this. So while he was here for Coliseum, um, he took training at the Pro Wrestling Academy on Monday. Um, And JT and Bonza were like, oh, hey, can someone pick him up from his hotel and take him to training? Um, And so the area he was staying in, I had assumed was near me. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So I have the worst geographical knowledge ever. So this suburb was actually like 45 slash 50 minutes away from me. So that's like uh, two kilometers in Sydney, isn't it? (laughs) Almost. Um, So I was like, oh, crap. Well, I've already signed up. I'll go get him. So I picked him up and we had like bonded instantly. But then also, so I, okay, disclaimer, I am a very safe driver. But while we were driving, I thought it was a great time to put lip gloss on and look in the mirror, and then suddenly we almost crashed. <laughs> and, but, but, but the moral of the story is we didn't crash. And Travis looks over to me, and he's like, are you always like this? And I was like, yeah, basically. But honestly, that near-death experience has, like... <laughs> like forged this friendship with us because now I talk to him all the time if I need advice or whatever like just the other day I sent him two pictures of handbags and I said which colour should I get <laughs> so that's the advice you're asking for from the NXT <laughs> I, uh, superstar <laughs> I also asked, hey hey no none of that I also asked him for wrestling advice but this one day I just needed a decision of what colour bag to get so I asked him and like half thinking that he would say can you stop annoying me and without missing a beat, he's like, oh, the dark pink one. Well, there you go. If you need fashion advice, Travis Banks. Travis mm. Banks. He's the man to go to. Any any advice of pulling the car over p- before putting the lip gloss on next time? Like, look, probably not. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to continue putting it on while I'm driving. But remember, no one died. The... That was the main thing. But um, being a wrestler at the moment, there's so many overseas wrestlers coming and doing uh, shows in Australia and taking training and things like that. People like Travis Banks. Um, mm-hmm. and what's the opportunity been like to meet some of the people that you look up to? Oh, it's, it's, it's like unreal. So, like, training with Travis was a godsend because he taught me so many things that I should have known, I guess, or could have known. Um for example, also he would he would say this is a funny story. So he was telling me what a British up and over was. And I was like, what the heck is a British up and over? So he demonstrated it. And I was like, oh, you mean a Tory Wilson up and over? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what? I'm like, Tory Wilson does it all the time. So it's a Tory Wilson up and over. But <laughs> in, in addition to that, um, it's been super unreal to work with... Um, international stars and even wrestle with them um i had the privilege of wrestling scarlet bordeaux at fwa who prior to starting wrestling was one of my favorite indie wrestlers so to have that opportunity to wrestle her was like outstanding and 
I love her, and we're still friends to this day, and I still think that's, like, incredible. Now, I've uh, been asked to ask this question from oh, a friend of yours, remain nameless. Um, how's your undying love for Austin Gunn going? <sighs> okay, so men are dumb, right? So if anyone <laughs> asks me on a date, the answer is no, because all men are stupid, no offence, boys. Oh, I don't well, take any of the But, like, Austin Gunn is so beautiful. If he asked me out on a date, 100% would say yes. And, like, honestly, it's the best move for him because, like, you know, my dad's rich. He'll take care of us. <laughs> He'll pay for the wedding. All you need to do is show up, basically. I've picked out my own ring. I've planned my own damn wedding. He just needs to show up. In a suit, or are you going to provide that as well? Oh, no, I'm picking out his suit as well. Oh, come on. What more could a man want? Exactly. Just show up and love me for who I am. Sounds like you need to go married at first, married at first sight. Oh, no. I would never do something like that. If you were going to do, yeah. do a reality show, which one would it be? Um, oh, my gosh. Have you guys seen The Circle on Netflix? I have not. No, I haven't. No. no. Iconic. 100% recommend you watch it. So basically, it's like um, Big Brother, but the contestants never actually see each other face-to-face and can only talk to each other through social media. Oh, what? And that sounds like real um, life for most people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the catch is, because they never meet in real life, some people have catfish profiles. Oh, yes. And so they all live in this same building but never see each other face-to-face. And then it's like this whole thing of like, popularity contest you vote for who's most popular people get eliminated so on and so forth it's amazing Zena and I love it I might have to watch that you'll be on that one Tony no I'm on Survivor we're all going to be on Survivor yeah I'm, I'm Hell, Survivor on, sounds too hard I'm on Married at First Sight that's what I'll do with yeah, you probably would be too <laughs> now I want to know is there a little bit of an internal competition between your fellow openly gay wrestlers such as Jason Dewhurst and uh, Silvio Milano in regards to your costumes is there a competition to see who has the best sort of gear on the night? Not really because like we all have our different styles Um, so like Jason is a drag queen so he wears like dresses and skirts Silvio has his long tights and his cool um, shoes I wear um, little crop t-shirts with neck scarves and shorts that don't completely cover the butt. Um, so, like, we all have our own style, yeah. so really there's no competition whatsoever. Yeah, and the three of you are completely unique, so uh, you, you're not the same at all. Um, exactly. You know, like, I'm a touch better than both of them, but, you know, <laughs> other than that. No competition. Exactly. There's competition if they're in the ring against each other, sure. for sure. I'm sure. Uh, still better than both of them, but yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> um, we did get a number of listener questions uh, online. Actually, we got overwhelmed with listener questions. Yeah, we did actually. Um, oh, good. Give me, give me. Okay, so I've got uh, I've got one from Corbin Parnell, and it's a serious one. Um, you've already said what your favourite match was as a wrestler, but what? Who was your favourite match as a fan? Okay, straight. <laughs> So I have two answers for this. Um, so my non-serious answer is if I need to impress someone with my wrestling knowledge, 
I say um, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21. Um, but my deep down favorite wrestling match of all time um, is Sable versus Jacqueline for the Women's Championship um, at Survivor Series. Because, as you all know, Sable's my favorite wrestler. And when I started watching wrestling, that's when her and Jacqueline were feuding. And that was that match was like the culmination of their feud. And while I acknowledge it wasn't like, you know, the greatest technical wrestling bout, that was wrestling to me. And when she won that championship, I think I actually cried as a child. Wrestling's about um, making the audience feel something. So um, it doesn't. someone can have the best technical match in history, but if it doesn't tell a story and it doesn't do anything for the viewer, um, yeah. It, yeah. it means nothing. Yeah, and I've, I've come to realize that in the past few years because I've always felt pressured that to, I like I need to like wrestler wrestlers. Um, but in the past like three or four years, I'm like, no, nah, screw it. I'm going to be open with who I like. I love Sable. I love Tori Wilson. I love Stacey Keebler. And I've got one from Twitter. John the Glockefeller, he wants us to get your skincare routine just in case anyone needs it. Cleanse, tone, and moisturize. Three very easy steps which you should do at morning and at night. And also once a week, do a facial mask. Okay, I've got, some, uh, I've got some learning to do. <laughs> I've got the moisturised part down, but not the other parts. <laughs> Moisturising is a good step. Yeah, you're a bit of a manscaper, aren't you? Me? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hmm. 2022. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah. I know. Uh, Anna on Twitter... Asks, how does it feel to be Australia's Stacey Keebler? Okay, so I've been, like, rather emotional today. And when I saw that, I shed a tear. Because there is no greater compliment than being called the nation's Stacey Keebler. So, thank you, Anna, for that. Um, I wear that title with great pride. We do love Anna on this show. She's mm-hmm. been a guest before, and... Uh... Um, that's a, that's a very lovely thing that she's uh, made you feel better. Oh, um, I love that. I've got a question from Matthias Clock, and he wants to know why you hate Matthias Clock so much. He's asking for a friend. Um, maybe because he claims to be this beautiful supermodel and doesn't know how to work angles or lighting. It <laughs> frustrates me. <laughs> And when I watch his stupid vlogs, when he makes his entrance to the ring, the angles are off, the lighting is terrible, and he doesn't know how to work the camera. So he can't do a catwalk? He cannot do a catwalk. Yes. And I, if I challenged him to a catwalk off, I would Naomi Campbell the shiz out of him. So you'd be Hansel and he'd be Zoolander? Yeah, basically. Mm. Good reference. So hot right now. <laughs> it's a favourite line. <laughs> I've got another one. If yeah, you go, yeah. Uh, uh, Delcano asks, your favourite Sable promo? Okay, Delcano is a hater, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, Sable, the inventor of the promo. Her most iconic words on a microphone were, this is to all the women who want to be me and for the men who come to see me. Thank you, Delcano. Next. Good job. Very good. Uh, I've got one final one from Terence off Twitter. As someone who hates odd numbers, what are your thoughts on triple threat matches? Terence is a a friend from university, so he's just trolling me. So 
go screw yourself, Terence. Um, he's making fun of the fact that I have a fear of odd numbers. But, like, you know, I don't mind the odd triple threat match if I can refer you to Trish versus Lita versus Jazz at WrestleMania. Outstanding triple threat match. Yeah, I mean, uh, in wrestling, you'd be more fearful of odd people than odd numbers, wouldn't you? Well, really, in wrestling, odd people are the norm. So when you, <laughs> when you see someone that's normal, that's when you you get a bit, ooh. One of my favourite numbers is an odd number. Yeah, well, you're going to need to change that, hun. <laughs> it's a great number. No, it's a terrible number. <laughs> um, so who haven't you worked with in Australia that you think that you could tell a really good story with? Um, Kellyanne is one, um, solely because she is a wrestler and I'm a diva and I want to show her that the diva's era will always remain superior. <laughs> um, secondly, okay, so this is going to be like the, my dream feud plus Australian wrestling feud of the year 2020. Me versus Amber from EPW. It is the diva feud that no one asked for, but everyone secretly wanted <laughs> <laughs> on a serious note though with that question if you were asked by a promoter to work a storyline with someone who was totally misogynistic would that be an issue for you because obviously it's something you're trying to turn around in the whole thing but it probably would work as a very good storyline and, and, and would have come to a great conclusion would that be an issue for you to work that sort of line oh absolutely not I'm a professional I will work with whomever Yep, cool. Thank you so much for giving us some time on the most important day of the year. Oh, you're more than welcome. So what does tonight hold for you, uh, birthday-wise? Dinner with friends? Maybe Rugrats? <laughs> I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. <laughs> um, no, so I'm going out to dinner with my family. I'm, of course, hounding my father for attention, so hopefully he gives it to me. Um, but yeah, no, so just dinner and games with my family. I'm a big fan of board games, so I'm excited. Do you get to choose the board game today? Oh, absolutely. I choose all the time. <laughs> and what's the game What's the game of choice tonight, do you think? Um, it's this card game called Avalon. It's kind of similar to Mafia, but like more technical, more intense, and a thousand times better. Hmm. I um, recommend you play it with a group of, like, at least six. I've only just been introduced to bullshit, so my card games are sort of... You oh, my God, I love bullshit. It's a great play game. together one day. Tony's, yeah, been will, introduced, sure. Tony's been introducing our listeners to bullshit for three years now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, I've got to put up with this, Nikki, and it's just not fair. <laughs> it's been lovely to talk to you, Nikki Van Blair. Happy birthday. We wish you Thank all you. the best for the next 12 months, and hopefully it's a massive, massive year for you. I'm hoping so. Thanks for having me. Nikki Van Blair joining us here on The Turnbuckle. You think you know me. Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Uh, thank you so much, Nikki Van Blair, for uh, sharing some time with us on your birthday. I know. Lovely. It's um, the second time we've had someone give up time on their birthday to talk to us. 
the previous one being David Storm. David Storm. Yeah. And and he apologised to us from rescheduling the time by fifteen minutes. And we didn't realise it was his birthday at the time. His kids and his family are singing happy birthday and he apologised to us. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, obviously it's really generous when people give up yeah, time, exactly. um, any time, but particularly on a, on a day like your birthday. All right, we touched with Nikki on the big show of the week, which of course was the WWE Royal Rumble. Thoughts, gentlemen? First of all, yeah, I want a total score for the whole night out of 10. I don't know. I haven't thought about it, Tony. It was I'm a good show. Yeah, I thought the Rumble eight. was... Eight yeah, I'd say... Yeah. yeah. High seven. Yeah. Yeah, probably seven and a half. I, yeah. I mean, there was some flat spots in some of the singles matches, but no one's there for the singles nah, matches. No, I think that a lot, a majority of the single matches were the crowd being dead for them. I think that... The Roman, the the Roman um, Baron Corbin match was probably the best match those two have had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, Daniel Bryan is well, amazing. Well, that was the best strap match I've ever seen because I don't like strap matches. No. First strap match of the WWE, they say, for 10 years or something. Because yeah, strap matches years. are really bad. And I think that it was probably Daniel Bryan that said, look, I can do a good one. Yeah, and he's um, got that pale skin that every time he gets whipped, it shows up. So. He's just so, so good, Daniel Bryan, because he doesn't get... Tony said it a few times that he feels like Daniel Bryan's a jobber because of the way he's booked. Um, but, gee, he's... Even though he's poorly booked, he's fantastic at making you care about him mm. and thinking that he's going to win. Um, Having said that, though, I think Daniel Bryan now maybe goes on a holiday. I don't know. WrestleMania season. Ooh, it's going to be know. tough, I, Tony. Going to be I, tough. I just don't see how... Oh, he'll get another... He'll, he'll find another feud and it'll probably be something that he, he might uh, win in. And then rebuild the credibility. I still think he can come back at The Fiend at some stage. Yeah. But that story's ended for now, hasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. And look, The Fiend had to win because, as I said... Yeah, there'll be no cozy Exactly. What did you think of both Rumbles? We'll start with the female Rumble. I thought the first half of it was pretty good. It sort of trailed off a little bit towards the end for for myself. Um, I actually had Shana winning, so... Charlotte winning was a bit of a disappointment. I wanted a little bit more of a change at the top of the women's um, division. It screamed of two things. Firstly, just the safe option, which isn't very much the safe option. But it also screams of, oh, we haven't got anything for Charlotte to do at WrestleMania and we've got to have something for Charlotte to do. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see Becky versus Charlotte and I don't want to see Bailey versus Charlotte. So what is the match at WrestleMania? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully they've got something planned going forward. Ronda Rousey? Yeah. Ronda's not back. Yeah. I don't know. She hasn't got the title anyway, so... No, no, it's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me it was it was a fun match, the Women's Rumble. Um, it was a little bit sloppy at times, but I didn't like the Santina spot. No, that, that I, I, wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of that. I have all. seen other people say that the good thing about the spot was that when he got to the ring the the women there all no sold it and were angry and it was like no this is a line in the sand yeah like, we don't want this kind of thing anymore and then he was scared and ran away um if that's the end of it and we never see it again fantastic because i just don't think there's a place like that's taken the spot away from a another woman that could have been in the match yep. 
And also, I mean, you could have done that spot without him actually being in the rumble. Yeah. But then you could have just had him come out and try and do it. And yeah. then the person who actually was in that spot could have come and gone, thrown him out, and now I'm in the rumble. Yeah, do it, do it down the end. The men's rumble was good. I've never seen Brock Lesnar work as hard as what he worked on that. I actually thought he was going to have a heart attack there at one stage. His face red went purple. as red as, and purple <laughs> as I've ever seen. I think that that was a really well booked rumble. It was. The evidence that I go to is that some a lot of the best wrestling minds, both in Australia and overseas, all tweeting that that was a fantastic rumble. Um, I know Gavin McGavin was big on it. I know Mark Williamson was big on it. And I know Will Ospreay yeah. enjoyed it. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I don't subscribe to the fact that if you get thrown out of a rumble early, you've been... Um, jobbed out jobbed out because it's yeah. a rumble you just got to go over the top rope and you're out it's not yeah. losing a match yeah. so the is it is it would I have liked to have seen Keith Lee do more of course I think they've got a star there like when he came out the crowd popped and there's definitely a presence about Keith Lee that not many people have and I think maybe he shouldn't have been in that spot but um, I thought that the way they booked it Drew McIntyre was made to be a superstar in one night and he was made to be a baby face in one night because he threw out the biggest heels, the three biggest heels in WWE. Um, and then he, he won it. And they basically forwarded the story. That was three months' worth of storytelling in one rumble. Yeah, they they, def- they could have taken the easy option, which, you know, you know, have Roman win again. And obviously the backlash would have been ridiculous. I totally enjoyed it. What Brock Lesnar was doing. You tell he was having fun out there. 13 eliminations. Yeah, so he, he equaled the That's record. Fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, um, that jump off Big E's back was fantastic. Yeah, he, he was having fun out there. You know, then doing the, um, you know, the back and forth German, German suplexes. He did. He worked his ass off. The dancing for MVP. Um, you know, even him, a callback spot with the, with the nut tap. Yeah, you know, yelling at... Uh, Heyman, when when Keith Lee come out, yeah, you know, that's a big. I love that when he, he turns and then he goes, "Who the fuck is yeah, that?" Yeah, exactly. like, you know, and so there's a storyline in the future. Obviously, it's not Keith Lee's time to go against Brock Lesnar. So I didn't mind them having a little bit, yeah, you know, to do with each other, and then they'll give us time to forget about it. And the next time, you know, that match is, I feel that match is uh, ready to be made. I I think the Matt Riddle. Part of it was a little bit... Well, I've heard there might be a little bit more to Yeah, that. I heard he's uh, rubbed people the wrong way. Including Brock. Yeah, so... Um, look, the Rumble's about moments, and there were some fantastic moments. The, that Claymore that kicked Brock out of his shoes and out of the ring, and then Brock sold it for by two sitting or three ring, minutes. ringside for two to three... Brock Lesnar, if you don't like what Brock Lesnar does, like, watch it again, because he gets it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He legit gets it. He... He's, he's there to make money. And he's there to be hated. Yeah. And while he was kicking people out, um, I know one of our friends on our group chat was not liking it. And um, we both said, well, just wait and see what the payoff is. If the payoff's worth it, happy days. And the payoff was that Claymore. And you tell me that that Claymore didn't pop the crowd. And even when um, Kofi, they thought Kofi was going to get pop, um, Brock out... That pop was insane. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it was great storytelling. Obviously, Paul Heyman probably had a lot to do, lot, lot to do with it because it is 
a total 180 to what WWE have ever done in a Rumble, having one guy just continually eliminate people. And So pretty- even though McIntyre was one that eliminated Brock, at that point, was there any thought that McIntyre was going to go and win the thing? Oh, I definitely... When he, when he kicked Brock out and then he kicked out um, Baron Corbin... I thought maybe that was going to be it because, I, but I did always think that whoever eliminated Brock was going to wrestle Brock yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah, I just um, I didn't know if you needed that person to win, but having him win definitely uh, elevates that match. Yeah, strap the rocket to him, and you've seen it, it on makes the, it the main event. Yeah, you've seen it on Raw the next night. The and ovation should... the crowd gave him. Yeah, oh yeah, you exactly. know, that the Claymore's over. He threw two two more of them on on Raw, and he's and got you're that talking about in. people who deserve things. He deserves it. Mac, Drew McIntyre has been a good hard worker for a long, long time. Well, you think about how he started, and he was dubbed the chosen one, and he maybe took his foot off the accelerator. Yeah, and he didn't appreciate what he had. Water. Ended up being in three MB, which is a kick in the teeth. Then he got sacked. Yeah, uh, what he did after he was sacked is the reason that he's in the spot that he yeah. is now. Well, he strapped independent promotions to his back when he when, went out there. Well, he came out here and worked his yeah, butt off. worked his ass off. Yeah, he was really good when he came out here. I think we all spoke last week about who we thought our surprise entrant might be. None of us said Edge. I think we did. I think, think I did. I'll have to listen back. I think I might have picked Edge as the winner. Yeah, I, I did too. I picked Edge as the winner. Yeah, I yeah, went with well, that. And yeah. um, Speak- I, I got upset because that was going to be yeah. my pick. Yeah, so... Tony, yeah, I don't listen to the show, so don't worry. You hear when we record it. He doesn't listen even when we're recording it. Uh, Speaking of Edge, making his comeback, I know he's one of your your all time favourites. He is. Um, I'm a big Edge head. Did did you? Obviously, you know the answer for myself. Did did you have a tear in your eye? I don't cry. Okay, um, Mm. for wrestling, but I did. um, I did have a, a huge smile on my face in the moment the rumble ended. I did rewind back to his entrance and watch it four times. So, yeah. Um, how's them missing the first spear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, Bit of ring rust. Yeah, a little, getting a he little. He didn't miss it. No, the crew. It was the, the, the camera director. was the director that missed yeah. it. Uh, oh, yeah, so the camera, yeah. 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 yeah, and they jumped around a bit too much on his entrance, I thought. There yeah, was, but the I things they did. 16 camera. Yeah, cuts the things the they did catch him being in awe of that reception and it. Dawning on him, like he's he said it the night after on Raw, he's home. Yeah, yeah, and even when he yeah he came in and he was everyone was laid down for him, and he's standing in the middle of the rumble and he just took it all in. I oh, think it's it, really great moment. I think it was on the network that I saw an ISO camera that was the camera that was in the in the laneway just fully on edge. So you know normally during the production they cut to other cameras. This was just what was off that camera. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Just to see him and you could... When he, he ran from one side to the other before he actually came down. And well, that's his entrance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the look of emotion on his yeah. face, you could tell, it meant a lot. And um, I feel like... So that pop, um, and I mean, a lot of it is the fact that we haven't seen him for nine years, but I just don't see any of the current guys at that level um, there's an issue with being able to make stars at the moment because um, they haven't made a big star in the last 10 years since CM Punk yeah I think it's the stop start nature and not going all the way you know, it's hard to, hard to say because they, they go all the way with Charlotte needs, and it doesn't everything sometimes. needs to be stop start you can't always yeah. be in the main event picture but 
like with Becky's booking, for example, she's had the title for too long. Yeah. So it's stale. She's not chasing anything. She's not an underdog. Um, even Stone Cold they used to take the title off him all the time. Yeah. Edge versus Randy Orton WrestleMania. That last. So what? What Royal Rumble did? It made me want to watch Raw, and I haven't watched Raw this year. I haven't watched it since November. Mm. Uh, Raw was really good, and that last fifteen minutes, Randy Orton turning on Edge. Um, and I know that most of that would have been Edge and Randy's idea because they've both got fantastic minds. Edge has the one of the best minds in wrestling, and he has said for ages he wants to wrestle Roman because he wants. To, he he said I can get Roman over me as a heel, and Edge will want to be heel. Mm. So he'll be babyface for a while, but he's going to be a heel before the end of the year. Yeah, I know a lot of people were upset. Yeah, going straight into a Randy Orton feud, but. This guy hasn't wrestled for eight or nine years. Put him in with someone he's comfortable with. Who's safe. Yes, safe. Look after each other. They're going to tell great stories because you can tell straight away from their ending of Raw. Randy's motivated for this. Well, he, yeah, loves, he, he loves it. Well, yeah, Randy he, hasn't had anything really, yeah. has he, for a so while? You, you can see it in his mannerisms. He wants to be that arsehole him and Ed, heel him again. And Ed's really they, good friends. they click really well together. Can help look after Edge for his first program. And he signed a three-year deal, so he's going to have other programs. He's you know, probably going to work a Brock type. I hope um, so. We, well, we all hope so. So we still, so we could get those three years. But uh, how? We've probably glossed over it. How well did his wife do in the women's rumble? Beth Phoenix, mm. like she got opened up, yeah, and was bleeding the like, whole way. The whole way. <laughs> the the whole match. Her hair was red by yeah. the end of it. Um, what a star! Yeah, she she was amazing. I think. Edge's first match in nine years, the ovation he gets, and his first tweet is how, saying how how much of a badass his wife is. Yeah, see, those two, they're good people. They, yeah. they do a lot of charity work and stuff like that that does, doesn't get... that they don't mention. Um, I've only heard it for other people mentioning it, where they've started their own charity where they live. Um, so you just like to see people like that do well. Yeah. Becky Lynch submitting Asuka. Who? Oscar. Oscar. I'm just... Oscar? Playing with you now. Oscar? Yeah, Oscar. Yeah, I thought that was fine. Uh, yeah. I would have liked Oscar to win. Yeah. Um, she's just probably going to lose the title at WrestleMania. Well, Becky's going to need to lose the title yeah. at WrestleMania. So, it didn't bother me that she not, kept it. Please not to Charlotte. No. <laughs> Some, anyone else? Mm, well, it might just be Tom will tell... I'm sure. Uh, the road to WrestleMania, boys. We've pretty much sort of covered that, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, AJ's injury worries me. Yeah. So we were messaging each other back and forth well, during that. Because you were... You're never sure if you're watching or not. Yeah. Oh, no, you were busy. Okay. You were uh, yeah, putting this beautiful studio okay. together. Um, we... I thought the rumble was pointing to AJ um, and the OC versus... Uh, rated RKO. Yeah. But, or the um, edge hits. No. <laughs> but uh, there was an audible call during the match. Yeah. Um, and AJ seems to have hurt his shoulder, so that's a, that's a concern. Yeah. There's whispers that he may be back for Mania, so, yeah, fingers crossed. He's got to be back to build, or build his match at Mania, though, otherwise yeah. he'll just be in the Andre. All right, we've got a new segment on the program. Uh, well, she, yeah, you're going to cancel something each week, aren't you, or something? Oh, I'm going to cancel something today, that's for sure. Oh, okay, cool. Um, 
people look I, I I know you mentioned it earlier Tony and your favourite foods are dim sim I enjoy a dim sim but we all do there's nothing worse than a person who sits next to you at a sporting event eating dim sims yeah that is the worst yeah. that happened to Welshie and I when we, yeah. a PCW Brendan, Brendan West I'm going to Brendan, name yeah, our wrestling friend we actually, we actually had to send him away yeah, yeah. Um, it was a two day event the next day he came and I said why are you late he said I had to eat on the way here I didn't want to get in trouble <laughs> off you um, <laughs> it is the ultimate heel turn is to like if you don't like who you're sitting with go get dim sims because they smell if you're not eating a dim sim and someone else is it is the worst smell on the planet I'm getting dim sims on the way. Tony, you've done it to me a couple of times, actually, as well. That's not surprising. Yeah, I think I'll continue to do it. I, uh... Disgusting. I actually had a couple of dim sims. The smell of the dim sims is not bad. It's the fart after. No, it's... (laughs) For you, the fart's bad. But the smell of the dim sim when you're sitting next to someone is horrible. So you're cancelling dim sim eating at sporting events? public dim sim eaters. That's fair. Tony included. Yep. Brendan West included. Yep. Lyle Moore at NAW included. I don't know if I can oblige, but we'll see we go. In my defence, you just weren't there and you didn't see the hot dogs. You know? I would treat it like any wrestling show where most of the food isn't good enough to eat, so I won't eat. I was very hungry. I was extreme. And Corey didn't seem to mind, so I don't know what that says about him. Corey probably slagged me off. Corey's just excited to have anyone stand next to him at a wrestling show, to be honest. (laughs) His own sister doesn't Corey want to bought the Dim Sims. Yeah, he probably was. subtweeted me or something. Now, Lyle, you went to Hardcore Body Slam. Uh, yes. John uh, Bateman in his ring return. How'd that go? Yeah, very good. I was going to go out to PCW, make the trek out there, but I couldn't miss uh, Joel Bateman's in-ring return from was it, three years. Two. Two, two years. Um, I was actually at the event where he hurt his shoulder for OCW back in the day so, which is unfortunate so you were the bad luck charm and then you went again I just wanted to see if I was and I, well it's hard to say how injured he was he was in a death match so um, it was yeah really good fun to see um, you know a friend of the show and you know uh, a mate get back in the ring doing what he loves uh, he enjoyed it the Max- he's a mate but not a wrestling fan and you took all everyone else wrestling friends who you obviously like Joel better than you like Brendan West? No, because he's, he's a wrestler. He's in the business. It's, it's different. So you're sucking up? Yeah, of course. Oh. Of course. He's going to listen to this. How was the rest of the show? Yeah, it was good. It was a little bit awkward with the the band, the deathmatch music, I thought. It was a little bit stop-start for the matches. Um, deathmatch music? There was death metal music, sorry. Yeah. Um, in between matches, uh, bands played sets. So I think there was one, two matches at the start, then another band, and two more matches and another band, and then a death match. For myself, not being a death metal fan, um, well, most of the crowd probably weren't. There was no, there was a lot of, um, you know, death metal fans in there. I don't think they think that the wrestling. Yes, it got a, the no, no. <laughs> the wrestling got over in with that crowd. There, there is potential at this uh, the, the Max Watts venue. There's now, potential. I believe that Tony's got a bone to pick with you, Lyle, because we always tease Tony about his old man tweeting and you know making mistakes on social media. But Can you cannot believe this. Well, I cannot what? believe this. Well, but Tony, I was the only one there, so I thought I'd. Take over the socials for the night. What, what was wrong? But you tagged the wrong jet. Well, how many jets are there? 
You tagged Jed well, Armstrong. Two. Jed Armstrong. No, he's in Adelaide. He wasn't even at the show. Well, according to you, he was. And our official ma- media channels. Who would have thought there was two MCWs? <laughs> so officially, you're both banned from our social media accounts until further notice. It's not even the worst thing I did, Tony. I forgot to bring the bloody stickers again. Oh. Uh, yep. You know, these stickers are going to take longer than my T-shirts. No, the stickers, no, the stickers are the right. Stickers get no, to no, no, but where are they? Well, they get to the shows when I'm there. It's just Lyle forgets them. I'll be driving Welshie to more shows and he'll bring more stickers. One show that you will be driving me to... MCW. I will be one of us, will be. I'll probably be, MCW. There, I'll be there already, I think. MCW this week? Ven- is it Vendetta? No, what is it? <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> it's written down there, Tony. No, it's not. It says yeah, it is. Clash, of the, Clash of the Titans. Where does it say that? In the set day. Oh, yeah, it's February. Yeah, there's it's not written on the run Clash, sheet where no, it should be. Clash of the Titans. Well, if you don't know it, you're not meant to say the wrong one. The Vendetta was yeah. two weeks ago. <laughs> that was the one I missed. Um, yeah, so good to see a friend of the show, Marcus Cooldown. Yes, Tony. Yes. Looking forward to... Uh, Mark. Marcus Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the guy with the uh, the Hooligan. Hooligan. Yeah, yeah. We, we've seen him in an MCW ring last year. You got a red card. Uh, yeah, got a red. Card. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did too. Yeah, and we've seen him up in Coliseum. He's extremely entertaining. And he's wrestling against my favourite wrestler, Loverboy. As his first match back in nine months. It's oh, a long time. Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing. Have we had Marcus Cool on the show? We haven't had him yet, have we? We had for a second. Hey? Yeah, yeah, I had a live show. Yeah, he okay. jumped on for a little bit. Yeah. Yep. You might not remember. No, you were very drunk, Tony. Um, and then uh, Royce Chambers is in an Air Force Three match against Zane Zodiac and Zeke Andino. Yes, so that's Zeke's... Not a notes and I got it right. Yeah. That's pretty That's uh, Zeke's official MCW debut. debut. He debuted at the charity show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously, yes, totally. he, obviously he did well. He did well there. Told Royce if he doesn't win this, he's disowned. So he better win. Yeah, I'm going to be really angry. I might riot actually. Yeah, no, fair if enough. Royce doesn't win this match because otherwise, because he hasn't won his first three matches now, I'm getting impatient with him. Well, mm, that's not. Nice. Take him under my wing and have a chat to him. Yep, good idea. Yeah, um, and then obviously we've got a couple of tag team matches. We've got. The return of the one of our favourites. The Velocities. They're our favourites, aren't they? Tyson Baxter. Oh, from, Tyson's return. From injury. And Jet Ruka. Yeah. I don't, Can I you don't, believe he no-sold Tyson's return? It's, like it's only because Davis is going to be in the building. I don't want to jump. Davis. Yeah, I'm more of a Davis. Yeah, if Davis I'm, is on this side of the country, believe me, I'm very, I'll stick with him breaking the kid's leg again. Very yeah. much looking forward to Davis Storm and Adam Brooks. Yes, it's going to be... Look, um, we may have seen Australian Match of the Year already at the last show, Dowie versus Will Ospreay. I think we saw the top three. D- Davis Storm will be pretty keen to, to put that to the test. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, yeah, obviously I was only mucking around about uh, young Tyson coming back. Um, no, you weren't. No, I... You looked like uh, you were confused. Absolutely. You don't care about Tyson at all. No. Speaking of confusion, did you have the opportunity to watch AEW today? And what... Happened. I haven't, Tony. I haven't. What's tomorrow? This is your prediction segment. Yeah, you did actually put it on the run sheet. I put it on there, did I? But we're talking as if it happened now because this won't come out until tomorrow night. Are you explaining the gimmick? So you didn't put 
Oh, on my run sheet, I don't have that I'm. Don't have that I was cancelling something. Uh, that's on Tony's run sheet because I do I, have you know, that you're making. I was an extremely prediction. busy at work today, guys. What's your prediction for AEW? No, it's not a prediction. Oh, what happened? Sorry, oh, now I'm totally confused. Now I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna have to. Oh, I did see. Oh, you, you did. Oh, thank oh, God. I was, I was busy at work. Well, I have to because he hasn't yeah. brought anything to the table. Um, they had a battle royal. Huge return. Huge. Christian. 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 Wow. <laughs> All right, all right. It's actually it's their battle royal. Yeah, maybe Sexton Hardcastle might have made a. No, nah, Sexton's been signed. Really? Mm. Yeah, Christian, you can't sign it. Now you're on your own. <laughs> Let's have a look at what's coming up, wrestling-wise, right around this great country of ours. PCW Slam is in Fern Tree Gully on Friday, January the thirty-first, Saturday the first of February. MCW Clash of the Titans at the Thorby Theatre. NAW Super Turbo at Albion. Is that not what it's called? Yeah, it is. It is. It's just a terrible name. NHPW Academy Open Day is also on Saturday. Wrestling Go, you've got a friend in me. That's in Blacktown. PCW Ignition's in Ferntree Gully also on Saturday. If you're promoting a show, get in touch with us and we'll let people know exactly where you are. And if you've got an idea for a podcast, also get in touch with us too via our Facebook page, and we would love to have a chat to you about that, my podcast house, or on the turnbuckle. Tune in next week, because we've got a massive, massive show coming up. Mark Murray joining us. Bastards, <laughs> <laughs> you, you set me up. We did not. No. It's written there, Mark Murray. No, no, it's it not. Doesn't. It says, it says Marcus, Marcus Cool. The hooligan. That's why you don't remember him being on the show, because you called him Mark Moretti last time. Piss off. 